Hello, and welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast for your wedding planning process. I'm your host, Leah Longbreak. We know how exciting and stressful planning the big day can be, and we're here to help, providing you with information and advice from industry insiders and those with firsthand experience. On today's episode, we have real bride Deanna D. First. Deanna was planning on getting married in late August, but like so many 2020 brides, she has had to postpone because of the coronavirus pandemic. We'll learn how planning her wedding has changed during this uncertain time. Welcome to the show, Dee. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Sorry that you had to have your wedding, unfortunately, postponed this year due to the pandemic. It had to be really hard to make that decision. It was. It was very interesting because it was like March and April and I was like, oh, we'll be fine. Everyone, you know, it's like, you'll be fine. It's not till August. And then as soon as May 1st hit, it was, "Mm, let's rethink this. Maybe I don't know if this is going away and it's just, yeah. So when you decided that you're going to move it to 2021, what were the first steps that you took? Venue. Venue was immediate because I felt that they were already being bombarded a little bit by everybody. And I knew they were because I had emailed her back in the beginning of May. And I said, you know, what are you guys doing? And she said, well, we moved all of our May brides to other Sundays this year. And basically all of our June brides are still scheduled. So it was like, oh, maybe this is actually going to happen. So I remember one day it was Sunday and I'm like, we have to do this and this and this. And Polly's like, you're a little overwhelming yourself right now, Dee. I mean, just take a step back. So then I remember it was like the first two weeks of May, I had a friend say, she was like, well, I have an August bride and a July bride that have already postponed to next year. And I'm like, oh my goodness, am I behind the game here? Like, I don't, I'm a super big planner. So I had to immediately get on the ball and see what options I had. And I felt kind of silly because a lot of the vendors and my venue were like, you're not till August. Like, why are you getting ahead of the game? And I felt, well, I want to be ahead of the game because come like right now, I feel like all the August brides are freaking out a little bit. But we're in an okay place, which is just, I don't even know. It's like, it's like living the unknown. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. And that's the hardest part, I think. Because if you did keep your August 2020 date, as you know, we're learning as time's going on, the numbers are still going up as opposed to down. There's still all these unknowns. Some places are opening, some are not. Rules are constantly changing. If you try to hold on. What do you do then? Right. Like you were mentioning, 2021 is already getting booked up by 2020 brides. Why did you decide, though, to move it to next year as opposed to either keeping your date or just saying, I'm going to scrap it and we'll just do something small? Um, Because we just don't know. And I feel like it was better to just see what dates they had last or next year. So what happened was when we talked to our venue, she gave us... um 
you know, we had a really good conversation with them. They were freaking out. We're freaking out. They had other people freaking out. So we were trying to just work with them and, you know, stay on good terms because I love my venue so much. And I really, really Aww. wanted to have our wedding there. So I'm like, not trying to freak out, but still <laughs> trying to, you know, navigate everything. So she knew the time of the year we wanted. So she gave us a few dates. And ironically, the date that stood out was August 21st. So it just is like literally a year ahead. And Polly and I have been together 10 years. So I'm like, what's one more year just to make sure everything is safe. And, you know, who even knows, but still just to put it off another year. So you just uh, brought up my next point. You and Polly have been together a long time. 10 years, which is incredible. I know. <laughs> it's, um, how long have you been engaged? Um, a year and a half. For being 10 years together, engaged a year and a half, what's another year at this point, right. I guess, right? I know. And a lot of these brides and grooms I so sweet. They're doing the Zoom weddings. Like, people are actually doing an uh, adorable, good job at this. But I... I want our friends and family to be there. I want it to be that wedding that I've seen all of my friends and family have for all the years we've been together. And I, I mean, I, I kind of want that. I want our families and to see us get married. And I just, I don't want to do, you know, I yeah, what's one more year? Absolutely. Now, Polly had the sweetest proposal for you. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah. See, um, well, I always said, don't do it on a house. No Christmas. You can't do Christmas. Everybody does Christmas. So, of course, what does he do? He does Christmas. And (laughs) my mom always put me on scavenger hunts growing up. So, Polly put me on a scavenger hunt. And he's actually done it a few Christmases before. So, I just didn't, you know, it's always in the back of my mind. But I kept thinking, oh, maybe it's a trip. Like, who knows? So, I mean, he had me outside. I'm like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, then I came in. And the last clue was in the Christmas tree and I looked at it and it was blank and then I was like what and I turned around and he knelt down and and it was perfect because I'm just a very like private intimate person like I hate big crowds like staring at me while he's proposing <laughs> like I mean it's it's can it can be cute because then all your family and friends are there but I just love that it was in our home that we bought together in our living room and so what he had did was the year before he saved the trunk of the Christmas tree and he made the box that the ring was in out of the trunk of the Christmas tree. He had, it was a heart shaped and it twists open. And then he had the nail holding it together was a nail just from our house that he engraved as a heart. I mean, I know it's just. It's so incredibly romantic. I I love that. I did not expect that. And he just told me the full story about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are just, you put a lot of thought. And then he asked my parents too. He went to both of them separately before, a week before Christmas and asked. And I just, it was, and then we went to our families after Christmas morning. So it was like, I still got to celebrate with everybody (laughs) and also do it on my terms. So yes, Polly, he did a good job. I think Polly has made a lot of men have to step up a little bit in their proposal game. <laughs> Another thing, though, is I've waited for 10 years. I was like, come on. I mean, he had to bring it good. <laughs> so with your relationship with Polly, obviously you've been together a long time, but planning a wedding already tests some couples. But during COVID, you're quarantined together. You're having to go through all of these last minute, quick decisions. How has it impacted your relationship? It has 
brought us closer together only because we kept telling each other, like, if we can get through this, we can get through anything. I mean, I, as a bride, I am so organized. I, even in life, us, you know, we we're organized and we know what we want. And I kept, you know, even April, I'm just freaking out late nights, couldn't sleep mornings. And he finally, one day it clicked to him and he's like, oh, crap, we might have to really think about this. And I'm like, yeah, see? Okay. So (laughs) I think that there were some obstacles. Obviously, it's like he was probably getting so tired of me talking about it that he just wanted to, (laughs) you know, let's just, we have to do this. We have to postpone it. I mean, for our sanity and for his sanity, it just, it worked out. Thank God. (laughs) So before all the coronavirus uh, decisions you had to make, what was the most challenging difficult part of the planning process just pulling the trigger sort of thing like do we hold out do we you know we were scared people would be scared to come to the wedding we you know have a lot of friends that are pregnant right now that they are not going to want to be exposed to anything I feel that we just I feel that just pulling the trigger was one of the most difficult task to do because it was so many emotions you know you're happy that this can actually be moved and then you're also so sad at the same time because it feels like we waited so long and then now it's just being taken away from us and it's very stressful (laughs) but before all of that what before the coronavirus decisions what was the most challenging or difficult part of planning process oh before corona before corona because you had you were pretty far along in your planning process before you got hit with that. So you had a whole separate list yes. of challenges or experiences. I feel that we didn't have a caterer yet. We had all these tastings scheduled in February, not even, no, March and April. And we didn't have a caterer. And I feel like we started to like really freak out about that. I mean, we did. We had a lot done. We had the venue. We had the music. We had the photographer. um, We had a coordinator the day of. We had flowers. Like everything. Your dress. My dress. Yes. (laughs) But I think just getting everything together and then having to cater was very stressful. And I don't know why we waited so long on that. Was it intentional? Um, no, not at all. We just, I, so this is another thing is that how, why I'm so at peace with this is because I feel like I have all of the big stuff out of the way. So now I can, which I stressed about for a full year and I felt like I wasn't really enjoying it. And now Mm -hmm. I feel that we have all of the big stuff. I mean, the hotel, even like we have everything done, just the caterer. And then now I can concentrate on all the little things and, you know, the accents and just details. And I had to hurry up and do all that in three months and it just I feel like now I'd be able to enjoy the engagement and yeah. I feel like that's kind of bringing us a little bit closer together just because it's like we can actually be happy and not so stressed out <laughs> you know that's a great point I think a lot of couples kind of miss out on getting to enjoy the engagement overall oh absolutely especially if you start planning right after you get engaged because you're trying to make all these decisions up until the moment of right so that's a great point 
in March and April and May, all of those brides, they had to hurry up and figure it out. Like they had no time and they even postponed to later this year and they're still kind of freaking out. So it's like, oh my gosh, they have to postpone a second time. So I think that was another major decision why we wanted to go to next year, just to be in the clear and, you know, wait it out. But it's like all these June, July, August brides, they're thinking, oh no, we're like sitting on the edge of our seats. Like, is this going to go away? Like, what do we do? And oh, that was a really, living the unknown was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I'm sure. And then couples that are September, October, November, December, they're going to be coming up on these issues as well. Absolutely. And the restrictions on the venues is it's just hard to listen to because they can't have, you know, table centerpieces that people probably spent all this money on. When I go on my wedding resale on um, Facebook, it's every single post is, well, I had to cancel. I'm selling all this stuff that because now we're doing an intimate ceremony and it's just like so hard to read. And it's just and it's crazy that we are going to look down the road and we're going to say we did that. And cheers to us and we're going to be able to celebrate more anniversaries and it's with people and we lived in the era of the pandemic and try to get in Mary during that time and it's just it's going to be a story for many to come. <laughs> Absolutely. Are there any changes that you're planning on making now that you have time to really look at your wedding? Absolutely. Now I have all these ideas for my bridal shower that I could not even. Another thing, my bridal shower location isn't even opening up till July 12th or I mean July 1st and my shower was July 12th. So that was another huge thing. I was like, well, that's I mean, that's crazy. I can't I just don't want to stress. You know, I want to enjoy this time. And my makeup girl, she, I saw her like, you know, she, I didn't even book her yet. And even though I know who's going to do it and I'm like, I'm so behind the game. We're in a good spot to postpone. So I don't know, but yeah, it definitely was little details. Just being able to concentrate and focus on stuff that makes us like we can do what is us more in the wedding. And I can focus on that basically. Like my alterations, his tugs, we have so much to do. And now we have to like, we can do all that and not stress about the big stuff. So I just think that just making the wedding more us and not just kind of jumping right into it with all these restrictions. Have you heard a lot from your family and friends about their take on your changing your wedding? Before you even made the decision, were they saying that they were apprehensive about attending it in August or they kind of stay cool and not say anything until you made your decision? They actually stayed pretty cool. Like I've read a lot of stories where, you know, like on my the wedding resale where brides are like, my family's really pushing us to move it and this and that. But no, my family was calm, cool and collect. They said, whatever you guys decide, we're behind you 100 percent. And they were just kind of like nervous to ask. I felt like people knew we were super stressed out. So they were trying not to stress us out more. And they knew we would make that. My mom kept saying, she goes, I know you're going to make the right decision. I trust you. And I know you're going to do whatever is right. And then I saw my family this past weekend and they all were like, you made a good decision. So, yeah, it's good to hear, you know, people happy about it. So they have your back. Absolutely. What was the way you decided to tell your family and friends that you're postponing? Did you put something out like on your The Knot page? Did you send out a new invitation? Yes, we sent out just last week uh, just a postponement card that says we still do. And just saying, you know, out of unforeseen circumstances, we're just 
going to postpone the wedding. We didn't put our new wedding date on there only because I really want to have a new resave the date because I'm creative and I just like to do fun stuff like that. So, I, But most of them know. I told them like what the date was just so people can plan. But I still want to send out a cute little like, let's try this again. <laughs> <laughs> what has been the most surprising cost in your wedding planning process? And did your budget change with postponing the wedding? We, no surprising cause. I mean, photographers and realize how expensive they were. I feel like we're being very, trying to just keep it at a minimum. Still having a great, fun wedding, but we have a barn. And I think it's just a little bit more relaxed kind of party than, you know, a 200 people. We're only having 100 people. So I feel like we were pretty good about our budget, postponing a lot of our vendors just put the deposit over to next year our photographer was we had to just put a little bit more money down on that but other than that we didn't lose any deposits we just moved everything over which like I kept saying in the beginning we're in a really good boat to postpone because we don't have anything with our date on it we didn't do any party favors yet I think we just had to basically make a bunch of phone calls and emails and then we're good to go so I know a lot of people had a they had stuff already bought and, you know, it's sad to that point, but we, we didn't. So we were, my, um, putting off of things really kind of came in handy. <laughs> You're postponing, uh, making decisions. I know, right? It actually worked out. <laughs> right. Any final advice for couples planning their wedding? I would say just enjoy it because I, didn't enjoy the first year of it. And now I feel like I got a second chance and it's one day it goes by so fast. And you just have to think about your fiance and you guys being together and the love that you're sharing and you do you. I feel like I had a lot of opinions and I didn't realize that when we first got engaged and people were like, well, you know, you do you do your wedding your way. Don't listen to anybody. And I'm like, oh yeah, who's going to say anything? (laughs) No. Oh, they did, didn't they? (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. It was very interesting how many people are so opinionated about (laughs) your day. So just, yeah, do you and, you know... No matter what challenges come, and I'm sure there's going to be coming challenges, but we just have to, we can get through it. And it'll be that much more magical now that we've put it off a year. (laughs) Dee, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. And we wish you all the love and happiness and enjoy planning your wedding. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I feel like this was good for my soul because in quarantine, I didn't have it. I mean, I, I didn't want to bug my friends too much about it. And I didn't know what I was doing. And my mom's like, okay, well, you know, do what you want. You know, you, you make the right decision. But I just felt like I was just me and Polly making that decision. And it's so good to talk about it and just get it out. And I'm sure there's so many bride and grooms out there that feel the same way that you're helping their soul as well. Yes. And that was another big thing that kept me sane is that I wasn't alone. I knew there was brides out there that were going through the exact same thing and still are. And I'm with them 100%. Thanks for listening to Weddings Unveiled. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to executive producers David Moss and Gerardo Orlando, production director Bridget Coyne, and audio engineers Sean Rule Hoffman and Declan Roars. <laughs>